Yes. We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move up. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right. Welcome into another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. Had a little bit of buffering there, BJ. That's why it was like a pause right after the little transition. But we're, right. we're, we're back here. We're That's at it for episode 16 here talking a little bit of uh, a lot of NBA this time. NBA-filled episode here. Got some with it acquitted on tap. Telling you about Fanatics, T-Public, DraftKings, and all that. Per usual, what's on oh, Drew's mind? Yeah. BJ's best. You know the deal. Okay. And it's it's the same old, same old. The it? same old shebang, and <laughs> it won't change in these last couple of weeks of 2022 either, and it's crazy wow. to say that 2022 is just about to be over. Already. We got two more episodes besides this one in the calendar year? Like, yeah. this is ridiculous. Like, we were, wasn't, we, we started this up, what, late 2020, early 2021, and we're already, you know, three seasons and almost two full calendars in. Oh, yeah. We Man. are on a roll, baby. And as soon as you're ready, we'll roll into another episode. Let's roll right in, man. I mean, Rolling right into it. Roll me out of the, the Christmas buffet with all the food I'm going to ingest. I'll tell you that. Okay. Well, somebody <laughs> who's got plenty of time to sit back and enjoy all the buffets he wants because he's injured now. Stephen Curry of the Golden <laughs> oh, State no. Warriors. He sustained a labral injury in his left shoulder and will be reevaluated in two weeks. The original report, I believe, it was from Wode, said he was out three weeks. So he'll be reevaluated officially per Shams in two weeks. So could be more serious, but Curry definitely out um, for a couple of weeks. And um, BJ, here's here's some numbers of the Warriors with and without Steph Curry. Okay. Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry, 118.9 offensive rating. 111.9 defensive rating, a plus seven net rating. Not bad mm-hmm. for a team that's, you know, had its struggles throughout the course of this season so far. Certainly, yeah. Terrible on the road, excellent at home, but not mm-hmm. bad with Curry on the floor, right? Yeah. Warriors without Stephen Curry. 99.9 offensive rating. Ooh. 111 defensive rating. So Negative 11.1 net rating. So same, same about the same defense. Yeah, he doesn't add anything defensively. Yeah, yeah, but we knew almost that. twenty less, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's rough. That's, I mean, you're talking about a, a Warriors team right now, Drew, that really can't afford to have Curry miss a, a whole lot of time. They're fighting right now in that last, quite literally last spot in the playing tournament to this point early in the season, as you said. You know, they've been terrible away from home, uh, but, you know, almost unbeatable on their home court. It's just really, you know, bizarre to see uh, when you're talking about the defending champs right there at the 10 spot fighting for their playoff lives. Obviously still a long season ahead, but Drew, if, if they're not able to get him back before, you know, the end of, of 2022, you know, there, there's still a lot of games out there that they could use him for. And it starts with tomorrow night's game that we thought, you know, might be a really great one, and we'll talk more about this team uh, here later on. But you know, that Warriors Sixers matchup where we we targeted a couple weeks ago when James Harden might be back for uh, he's been back for quite a while, but now we won't see Harden versus Steph Curry in that matchup. You know, when you've got road trips to Philly, road trips to you know Toronto, New York for both games um, before you get a, a home game for that that Christmas Day is their next time at home. You know, it, it's very likely. I, I just don't know if if they get a win in that stretch. It, it's going to be tough, especially without Curry on the court. Yeah, and you're talking about getting a win in that stretch or not. It's a tough stretch. Here are the games that the Warriors are going to be looking at without Curry. We mentioned against Philly on Friday as we record on a Thursday. Uh, Sunday at Toronto. Tuesday at New York. Uh, the 
the Philly game was on the road as well, by the way. Uh, Wednesday at Brooklyn. And then Christmas versus the Grizzlies. Then follow that up on Tuesday the 27th versus Charlotte. And then Wednesday the 28th versus Utah. Uh, so the next four are road games. And I believe, which... The, stat, the final four after that for the rest of the year are home games. The stat during the the Warriors' more recent game the other day, uh, I think it showed they were two and eleven on the road, and they might. I think they lost that game, so they're two and twelve. They're they're, they're two and thirteen, Drew. Two and thirteen, so they lost their latest game again. So now they're mm-hmm. to the Pacers. Yeah, two and thirteen on the road, and I think that's when Curry just got injured. I didn't mm-hmm. see that game, so. Um, so two and thirteen on the road, and they got four straight tough road games. So they're about to be two and seventeen on the road, most likely. Potentially, they might squeak yeah. one out if they're mm-hmm. lucky. But I don't know which one you're going to squeak out. <laughs> frankly, I mean, maybe maybe Toronto, maybe the Knicks. Those would be the know. the two that I would think more more likely. But even then, that's not. They're no gimmies. No, no. Ned. Toronto's a really good team, and mm-hmm. then the the Knicks are looking good right now. Do you see what Brunson did to Caruso? He took those ankles from oh, him. Oh my goodness! Brunson, come back. We could use you right now. <laughs> good I mean, it's they're they're very comparable. I think he's got a one game better record in New York right now than the the Mavs do. So it's it's been a bit, bit bizarre for for a lot of teams here to start this year. And BJ, and in these seven games where. The Warriors are going to be without Curry. What do you think their record's going to be? In this this upcoming seven game span? Yes. Man, it's it's really tough to say anything better than two and five. It really feels like a stretch to think that they're going to get more than two wins. They might lose five in a row before they get those wins. I'm looking at the most likely victories coming against Charlotte at home. And even then that's no gimme because, you know, LaMelo Ball is back and 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 should be you know good to go for that game and and could be you know a, a force to be reckoned with. Charlotte's got a an abysmal record, but they've had you know a lot of the season without him to this point. And then they host the Jazz, who are kind of you know they're 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 hanging around five hundred themselves, but they're mm-hmm. they're prime. I think they can be gotten, especially at home. Yeah. Um, but I just I don't think they beat the Grizzlies. I really don't think they beat the Nets. Yeah, no. I, I don't I don't think they beat the Sixers. And if they're going to win a road game, even Toronto and, and New York feel like a bit of a stretch to think that they'll get either one of those two. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's if they get three wins before 2023 comes around, that that's that's going to be, I think, best case scenario, Drew. BJ, I think they would be lucky to get two wins in this yeah. stretch. Yeah. Mainly because that other chance that you mentioned against Utah, mm-hmm. that's on the back end of a back-to-back. Yeah, Late both both games, game, both games are, start. Yeah, well, that's that's our, our local time, still seven o'clock. They'll, they're both our home games for those, but yeah, I, I get what you mean coming off the back. Still a back to back, off the back to back is you know the main point, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, that other chance where they had right there, it may not be the same case for Utah. They could be yeah. fresh off a two game or a two day break or something like that. You know, they, they I can, could be on a I hot streak, look. but. Utah is always going to be – well, this year it seems they're always a problem. And, you know, without Curry, who's the biggest part of your offense, and what you got going this year, I mean, you have, yeah. you'd have to have everything going right. But this stretch yeah. of games, there's no way the Warriors come out above 500 from it. No, and the Warriors, it's just no way. In this stretch without Curry, I don't predict we see Curry for the rest of 2022, the calendar year, not the mm-hmm. season. Um, and uh, – because as soon as he could return is December 30th against Portland. And then if he returns then, I mean, like, man, that's a that's a terrible game to come back to. You got to guard Damian Lillard when you come back. That's, yeah. that's not what you want to do. And it doesn't get any better from there because then coming in uh, the, the game after that, after the start of the new year on, on January 2nd, is the Hawks and having to guard Trey Young. I mean, yeah. that's – DeJounte Murray idea. might be back by then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that wouldn't be helpful either. Murray would I'm looking, be all over him. I'm looking at a window here uh, somewhere around January 4th, I think, would be a good time because um, Pistons will be coming to town without Cade Cunningham. He'll be out for the remainder of the season. Uh, yeah. I think he's having surgery. Uh, they get the Pistons at home, and then they get the Magic at home. So that they've got quite a quite a few home games um, Like I think they've got seven or eight home games in a row here, if I'm – 
looking at that right? Because after this this stretch of games on the road, yeah, they finish off 2022 with four games in a row at home, and they start 2023 with four games at home on in a row. So that's an eight game homestand over you know a couple weeks, and I would expect that that they'll be able to to start packing on some wins, especially in front of the home crowd. Um, it'll just be interesting. I think that the best case for, for Steph Curry fully healthy to come back would be for either those the Pistons or that Magic game. Uh, give him some time to get back up to fully acclimated game speed because then right after that, you've got a big-time matchup with the Suns. And, BJ, the Warriors right now are 10th in the West, 14-15 and 15 on the season, only a half game ahead of the Timberwolves. Yeah. With this stretch ahead, I mean, are you are you kind of looking at like is the season possibly going to be over in no, a way for the Warriors? No. Like, how far out of reach is it going to be for them? Because they'll probably they'll be a good handful of games back, and they would have to become like last year's championship team, like that level, to really kind of put themselves back in the mix. Because I don't think they can get a top six seed anymore. I, I don't think they can – I mean, I, it depends on the record. Obviously, we don't expect it to be a, a good run here coming because, through the rest of the calendar year. Because look what you got here. You know, the Kings are – we're talking about the Kings, you know, every other week, you know, about how they're doing this season. They look like they're, you know, in the mix for real this season. The Jazz, mm-hmm. they're feisty. They don't seem to want to get out of everyone's way. Yeah. Timberwolves are kind of lacking, but they have a whole lot of talent. They could get it yeah. together at any time. The Lakers are getting it together as we speak. Um, you know, if, Russell Westbrook, they, a six-man have a of the year candidate. If Anthony Davis could make some free throws, I'll tell yeah. you that. Or if he'd have started his tear of playing awesome basketball earlier in the season, yeah. then, then they'd probably be, you know, maybe eighth or ninth right now. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, they'll get it together, I'm sure, as the season goes along as well. They're finding their rhythm with each other. So they're going to get better. Yeah. Maz will hopefully get it together. And other teams at top of them are playing well. So, how yeah. do the Warriors figure it out amongst this? You know what I'm saying? Like somebody's going to have to yeah. fall off an injury would have to happen. Knock on wood. But yeah. I don't see how the Warriors survive this unless they come out somehow above 500 in this stretch of seven games, which I just don't see be genuine. I don't, I don't see them coming out of the stretch above 500, but I don't think it's the end of their season. I think that it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be playing championship level basketball but they do have to be playing their their basketball what they've been known for you know with with you know not going ice cold you know having finding the open man and and you know getting the ball distribution what they've been phenomenal at the past 6 7 years if they can do that i expect that they can rise above a team like a sacramento or utah i'm not saying that i'm i'm expecting like significant downturns but just over the you know the ebbs and flows of you know, the season, I expect their road record to, you know, I, I expect them to, to be able to kind of get that turned around and, and heading the right direction. If they continue to play as well as they have at home this year, obviously they're going to, they're going to get some stumbles at just over the course of the year at home. But if they're more consistent at home and they start getting some of those road wins in the tight games, you know, playing like a, a team that has been in the championship and, and winning championships over the past few years, They'll be a playoff team. I, I don't think that this is going to necessarily end their season. It's going to make it tougher to get that top six seed, but there's enough movement and, and ebbs and flows, like I said, that it, you know it, it's still possible. It, it's going to take a heck of a run, but if anybody can do it, Drew, it's, it's this Golden State Warriors team. Warriors have the second worst road record in the league behind the Magic, who have a record of 1-11. Yeah. And Warriors are I, about I, to drop to – Two and fourteen on the on the road as well when they lose to the seventy sixers tomorrow, um, and BJ just and I, and I don't have the stats for this, but just kind of look at the the company the Warriors keep as far as their performance on the road. Uh, similar performances coming from the Rockets, who are fourteenth in the West, three and thirteen on the road. Similar performances out east, uh, Raptors, which. Kind of strange. Seems like almost the same type of team at this point, but now one mm. without their superstar player. Uh, Raptors three and eleven on the road. Wizards 10-4 also. Home, yeah. Wizards also three and eleven on the road. Hornets three and eleven on the road, and Pistons four and thirteen on the road. So, just kind of keeping 
bad company here and don't know how the statistics fare for teams who are that bad on the road through their first 30 games to make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about the statistics, but I know that those teams don't have the talent that the Warriors do. And I, I think that the there's, Raptors do. Yeah, the Raptors, but I mean they're 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 I think both you're gonna see both Toronto and Golden State. That's not gonna be the trend going into the next calendar year. I expect that to kind of level off and, and they'll be they'll probably be around five hundred, maybe a little bit below five hundred when the season ends on the road. But that's not gonna if they continue to be just, you know, otherworldly at home that won't hurt them if they finish around 500 on the road let me ask you something before steph curry got hurt in the pacers game who was the better team the warriors or the raptors warriors mm, that was quick yeah okay well we'll find out here in a few days I'm yeah, just kidding. It's, sure not, it's not going to be the same because Curry <laughs> no, won't be playing <laughs> but yeah and and bj before we switch on to bj's best today is the one-year anniversary of Ooh. Steph Curry breaking the three-point record. Man, I mean, I you talk about just kind of like unfortunate well, timing with all that. Technically yesterday, so the 14th mm-hmm. was his official record-breaking day. Yeah. Uh, 2,974 was the record-breaking number. And BJ, let's, let's see where the – do you happen to know where the three-point list is right now, like where the numbers are? I can find it. Uh, I don't have it currently up, but uh, that's something that a quick search will be able to All right, provide. I'm here with this. All-time three-point list. Okay. Steph Curry currently at 3,248. Yeah. And next closest active player, Harden, we knew, still at third, 2,627. Harden probably won't pass Ray Allen for a couple of years. You think? Because that's a yeah. lot of threes. Three hundred and fifty more threes. No, that's that, that's that's, a, that's like a season and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that could be done by the end of next well, year. Potential no, depends on how yeah, many. Yeah, one more makes. season because like Tim Hardaway just like a couple of years ago made two hundred and like eleven in a season. So if he mm-hmm. can make that many, Harden can surely make three hundred. Um, but yeah, Reggie Miller sitting at fourth, twenty-five sixty. Kyle Korver at twenty-four fifty. And Ray Allen, of course, at number two. That's your your top five a year later. B, BJ, do you think anybody but Harden that's an active player right now passes Ray Allen? Oh, next, well. Ne- next closest players, Damian, Damian Lillard. Lillard in ninth yeah. with 22-15 and LeBron with 21-87 in tenth. The closest uh... – Closest besides Harden would be Lillard. And then you're talking about LeBron, who's who's coming up. He's getting closer to the end than as opposed to the beginning. Um, Kyle Lowry, Clay Thompson. I just I don't see Clay Thompson playing, you know, long enough. I, I think if if it's not Lillard, nobody else besides Harden will pass Ray Allen. I really don't think that I agree with else. that. If Clay wouldn't have gotten hurt, I think he would have. Yeah. If he wouldn't have been out for a year and a half where he missed, you know, a potential 300, 400 some odd threes to where he'd be, you know, borderline top five right now. I think the next closest that you could take a look and see, like, out of active players, Drew, maybe. And this is just kind of, you know, keeping up an absurd pace and, and you know, avoiding injury and, and keep making threes at a good level. Number 41 right now is Buddy Heald at 1521. Oh, wow. it's, it's still still quite a ways to go, but he's about he just there. He just set a record uh, for like fourth fastest to like 2,500 threes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember what that Fif- was exactly. Probably 1,500. Yeah. Him being as young as he is, that's still that's still out there. That's still a possibility. He just, you know, keep making threes like he has in his career. And enabled um, to, you know, avoid injury. I think Buddy Heald, you know, he's not close right now. But, you know, maybe in another five, seven, eight years, we'll be talking about Heald coming pretty close, if not, you know, almost to Ray Allen and, and being among, like, the the top three, top four all time. It's certainly a possibility. Oh, yeah. And then, def- 
Go ahead. I was just going to say any of the young guys that are, you know, making threes at, at record clips that still have to play another 10 years before they come to that kind of number. Is it which... crazy to think, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, I came that, across no, it. Is it crazy point. to think that 200, he's only 210 threes behind Carmelo Anthony? Yeah, that is kind of crazy. <laughs> only 210. Yeah. Well, but you think about the difference oh, wow. in when Carmelo got in the league and how, you know, the three-point line was viewed as opposed to how it's viewed now when with Buddy Heald, you yeah. know, being in the league and, and still so young and everything. Um, it, it doesn't surprise me really, Drew. I mean, it, the number does, but at the same time, when you think about how much basketball has evolved over that span, it really does. Yeah. And he's just – he's in proximity of just some people that it's kind of crazy to think he's literally like a season away from catching all these. He's, he can yeah. jump 20 spots by next season. That is insane. Now that that was insane. <laughs> Easily, he could pass. Yeah. He could he'll pass the, Kobe. He'll be in the probably in the top twenty at the end of next year. Yeah, if he keeps it. if he keeps shooting at that clip out uh, in Indiana right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna yeah. yeah, it's gonna happen. But now, ladies and gentlemen, after I drew that out a little bit too long, it's time That's for BJ's best. I don't think you drew anything out, Drew. I think that we were having a good conversation. I'm more than happy to. You know, wait just a smidge longer to get into my best for the week. So I've got a couple of stories that caught my eye, uh, Drew, and and I've got a uh, I've got a photo here of the first story that is making its way onto BJ's best. Drew, hmm. um, I want you to take a look at this photo and tell me uh, oh, tell me what you think. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So shortest living man is. F, I'm not going to try and read that. Yeah. Who measures 65.23 centimeters in yeah, Dubai. So this, this, on... this is a 20 year old man from, <sighs> uh, from Iran. He, in, in, uh, they, they did this, uh, presentation in United Arab Emirates, um, where they presented this man. And I'm going to give you his name here. Um, Afshin Ismail Gaderzede, I think. I'm probably butchering that last one, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, he, he is 20 years old. He's been dubbed the shortest man living by Guinness World Records. His height is confirmed to be two feet and one point six inches. That is a uh, that is uh, that's a bit short. <laughs> uh, I, I think this is the very definition of a short king, Drew. I, I really do. Um, you know, when you got a, a record, I think it's the a... definition of pint size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is a. It's interesting because he's he's uh, from a village in Bukhan County. West Azerbaijan province. He was found to be nearly three inches shorter than the previous shortest man living, who was a 36 year old Colombian man. Yeah. Almost three inches shorter than a 36 year old Colombian man named Edward Nino Hernandez. Uh, He was born apparently at a weight of one and a half pounds. He now weighs drew 14.3 pounds. He was, born at one and a half pounds he was born at one and a half pounds he now weighs 14.3 pounds uh, this is this is just you know kind of unreal uh, <laughs> he, he said that uh i know who the tallest man living in the world is i might fit in the palms of his hands he joked uh no that's so, for real guarantee he would guarantee absolutely like, i mean for it, sure. it, it's it's i mean you can look at him and and it's you know, I mean, you just kind of want to pick him up and give him a hug because he looks, you know, almost like a child, obviously. Like a baby. Not it's not, but, um, you know, you just, you, you gotta, gotta respect that. So I thought that that was interesting that we've got a new shortest man alive. The, the shortest king in the world, Drew, uh, is that man. Um, and then I was a little bit hungry when I was searching uh, for something that I could uh, call my best of the week. And so I've got a couple of food related stories mm. for, for you as, uh, as to, uh, for BJ's best as well, Drew. So this one I saw earlier today, uh, of course it always has to start off with a Florida man, but it's not mm. a Florida man. That is the, uh, the one in question here. This is a, a Florida man who shared video the moment that his dinner was ruined, his Chick-fil-A delivery order was stolen from his front door by a hungry black bear. Yo. 
So apparently, and, and this, I'm not making this up. This is, this man's name is Paul Newman. Um, not the same as the actor, of course, but. It sounds like something his, would happen to a guy named Paul. <laughs> his, his home security uh, camera captured footage earlier today. The bear approached the front door of his home in Seminole County and made off with a bag of Chick-fil-A. You can hear in the video that the bag contained 30 nuggets and a large order of fries. But the bear did not leave Paul empty-handed. There was a second bag, and it was untouched. He did not want the salad, apparently. <laughs> Nothing to do with the salad. So just the, the smell of the nuggets and fries. I mean, that's a bear after my own heart, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, yeah. They know what they want, that's for sure. That's, that's, that. They want that, that good I'm old meat. I'm down with those Chick-fil-A chicken nuggies. I don't want your I, produce. I, I don't want your salad. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're the only, uh, you know, big species because i mean bears are not you know they're they're carnivores but we're the only one that i think you know is is can eat both where we eat you know meat and vegetables depending upon um you know who you are and whatnot so um black bear stealing a chick-fil-a order and and uh you know i i guess the bear was having a blessed day drew would you say Mm -hmm. that that's fair yes all right well, last but not least, I've got some sad news. If you oh. are a fan of ham, I know you're not Drew. So I'm you'll not. Probably, all right. You'll, this you'll is probably great you'll news. probably be all right with this, but uh, there was a, a collision on a North Carolina highway a couple days ago. Oh, man. That caused a tractor trailer to overturn and spill its load of hams and other various meats into the roadway. That's right. You don't so need that statement. nastiness for Christmas anyway. <laughs> Uh, the truck was carrying a load of meats. It was traveling on Highway 74 in North Carolina, according to the city of Monroe, uh, when it ran a red light at the intersection with John Moore Road. This was apparently today. just short of 7 a.m. Monday morning. The truck right. collided with another vehicle, overturned in a parking lot just off the highway. And there goes the hams, all the various meats. The drivers oh. of both vehicles were okay. The truck was, uh, or the driver of the truck, was cited for running a red light, but, uh, you know, it, they just had to divert traffic away so that they could clean up the hams and other various meats that spilled out. So, uh, who running might, red lights at 7 a.m.? I have somebody, maybe they were tired, you know, trying to find oh, a place to. I mean, if you're a truck driver, you probably and, are. Yeah, trying yeah. to find a place to rest your eyes for a little bit on the road and. You know, I mean, especially this time of year, Drew, it's it's, it's amazing to think about what all truck drivers have to yeah. have to do and, and all the tight deadlines, everything, people expecting gifts, yeah. people expecting food and everything. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily condoning running a red light, but, you know, there are... You can't blame them in certain circumstances. Yeah. So... Uh, I definitely... Go, in... go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, if you go get a ham, which I know you're not going to, but if you go nope. get a ham... Uh, in the next week or so, check and make sure if there's any uh, like tar or anything like road oh, on man. it. <laughs> you might have to give it an extra washer off or two. Yeah. Or, you know. Okay. Yeah. So that that is BJ's best. I thought that uh, just a couple little uh, funny anecdotes that would get you through the rest of your weekend and you know going into the new week with a smile on your face. Hopefully, Drew. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll be smiling because the Mavs will start winning basketball games, BJ. I sure hope so, Drew. Yeah. I sure hope so. We there's been, I mean, a couple of games where it's it's felt like the schedule has really been kind of you know giving us the bone, and uh, yeah. you know, I mean, we get the back to back with a home game the first night and traveling for the second night. That just, I I just I don't like that. I mean, you know, Pretty going gross. from going from home to Denver is one thing, but going from home to Chicago on a back-to-back is, is completely different. Hey, WNBA flight situation, say hold my beer. <laughs> That's true. But uh, oh, the NBA man. season, BJ, is still heating up as we're getting closer to what some people call the midway point, but it's really like, you know, maybe a third of the way through the season, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Around Christmas time, 10 days away from those Christmas games, BJ. I'll be locked in in oh, front yeah. of my TV watching Christmas games. I might skip out on that Warriors-Grizzlies game since you know, Curry's not playing. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be the same fire. Grizzlies will probably yeah. beat them down. I don't know. They're at the Chase Center. Well, it might be a good game. It's a home game for the Warriors. They it could might be. compete until the final 
final buzzer, so who knows? Yeah, but nonetheless, I'm looking to get in on the action. I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Yeah, Drew, check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlay. So talking about some of the games coming up over the weekend, if you like uh, Memphis at home over the Bucks, you might get yourself a uh, place, uh, place a money line bet on the Grizzlies tonight. Maybe you also like the LA Clippers at home against the Phoenix Suns, or you want to go to tomorrow's action looking, of course, at just some of the national games that will be going on. Those Sixers at home against the Warriors hammer that heavily right now while you can before the line moves. And then the uh, Nuggets are a one-point favorite on the road at the Lakers. If you like uh, LeBron and AD at home against Denver, maybe you want to put some put your money where your mouth is. How you do that, you can go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, combine multiple bets, like which team's going to win, like the ones that I just mentioned, total number of rebounds brought down, and much, much more. The more legs that you add, the bigger the boost and the bigger your shot to win big. Download the draft. Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a five dollar pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Drew. It's time for what is on your mind today. Well, Mr. BJ, quite a bit per usual, but quite for but for today, for today, getting very specific. Very specific. It's Henry Cavill. Oh yes, Henry I think I heard about Cavill this. Henry Cavill is on my mind today because he just can't catch a break. BJ, if if you recall. I don't know how many episodes ago it has been now, but we had a discussion about him losing his role in The Witcher mm-hmm. to potentially make his way into House of the Dragon and mm-hmm. how so many people were in an uproar that liked The Witcher. They were three seasons in, and then Henry Conville says, I'm gone. <laughs> so they're upset yeah. about that for the people who like The Witcher. I didn't really like it. It was a weird story. I could never get into it. I tried really hard. I, I did. I was like, man, I was... I was not liking it by three episodes because I was so confused at what was going on. And I was trying to force myself to like it for four more episodes. And I just got more confused. And I was just like, <laughs> you know, a, yeah, I don't yeah. really like where we're going here. It's kind of weird anyway. I'm out. But, yeah. you know, the other people who are faithful, they love The Witcher and they love Henry Cavill. I mean, they don't feel like he can be replaced. And, you know, once you're in a show for that many seasons and you're the main character like that. It's hard to really kind of snatch you away and think things are going to be the same with another guy. I well, mean, it's like, like they're the trying to replace dead or something. Yeah, they're trying to replace him with Liam Hemsworth, which I mean, solid actor. People see him mm-hmm. in a lot of different things. They don't mind Liam Hemsworth in general, but I mean, this was Henry Cavill's thing. Like he was the Witcher, and like you don't just. You know, if they put up a, f- a poster for season four or whatever with Liam, it's not going to hit the same, you know. Yeah. Same thing with the current situation for Henry Cavill, who has got people in an uproar for him on Twitter. There's a couple of hashtags um, about him and for him about him. Hashtag bring back Henry Cavill because he was also let go of his position as Superman, Superman. Yeah. after not too long ago announcing his return uh, to be the long-loved superhero that is Superman and the other hashtag that is in his favor to kind of help him out. And it's it's uh, fire, hashtag fire James Gunn, the guy who apparently came down with the decision to uh, not bring back Henry Cavill and there there's another uproar so people are really loving them some henry cavill and how he plays Mm -hmm. his roles the witcher you know superman and he's losing it and p and fans are losing it on social media they're not having it they're trying to fire a gun they they want cavill back and uh 
Everything Man. that I'm seeing, Drew, is that this isn't anything related to James Gunn. What I've seen is that this is a casualty because Warner Brothers and Discovery are doing that merger still. There's mm. been a lot of projects that have been uh, kind of wiped off of uh, HBO Max or uh, that have been canceled. Yeah, like Westworld how- is going off of mm-hmm. HBO Max and original. Batgirl, Batgirl was canceled yeah, or, or like they, they had f- like fully finished that movie and they were set to release it. And then it just, it's never going to see the light of day. Um, and so, you know, now this is just kind of, you know, another, uh, another stroke of the ax into the log. And it just so happens that this log was Superman and the, you know, DC comics movies that they're doing. And um, that, I mean, it's drew for me. I've, you know, I'm, I'm a Marvel guy, but I, I've watched DC movies in the past. And the problem for me has been there's so much, you know, like they've done it like stop and start and, and move things around and have different actors playing different roles. How, how can you keep it all streamlined and, and keep track of it in your head? Like, you know, there's been like three different Jokers, I think, in this span. We've, we've had, you know, obviously the Joaquin Phoenix one that was the uh, won some Oscars. You had Jared Leto as the Joker for a while there, and I think there's a, about to be another Joker um, that that's coming in, and and you know as part and of we've the had multiple DC Batman's, multiple oh yeah, Spider Man's, yeah, man, it's just it's getting kind of yeah, it's it's much. it's kind of it's really hard to keep track of it all. I, I just I, I don't know what to what to make of it. I, I I'm obviously upset that uh, we won't get to see Henry Cavill as a uh, Superman anymore, but this isn't, I don't think this is anything that bringing James Gunn in um, is, is why this is happening. This was something from the sounds of it that was, you know, as a result of, of this merger. Uh, in fact, James Gunn had a really good uh, suicide squad movie that came out in the past year or so. And, and I thought that that had gotten some, some really good reviews. So if, if that was something that, that he was trying to build this universe up, that was a good start. And, you know, unless he just wanted somebody else to come in and fill the role, which I hadn't heard. Um, I, I think this is a lot of misplaced, you know, anger uh, towards, towards him when really it's, it's just because of these two big businesses merging. And Henry on his Instagram said, I just had a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran, and it's sad news, everyone. I will, after all, not be returning as Superman after being told by the studio to announce my return back in October a couple of months ago. I oh, okay. A couple of months ago. Prior to their hire, this news isn't the easiest, but that's life. The changing of the guard is something that happens. I respect that. James and Peter have a universe to build. I wish them and all involved with the new universe the best of luck and the happiest of fortunes. For those who have been by my side through the years, we can mourn for a bit, but then we must remember Superman is still around. Everything he stands for still exists, and examples he sets for us are still there. My turn to where the cape has passed, but what Superman stands for never will. It's been a fun ride with you all, onwards and upwards. Yeah, okay. I guess I hadn't heard that, but... um... Either way, I mean, you. This is we're talking about Henry Cavill, and is it Cavill I'm not, or Cavill? I, I can't remember. I've I've heard both. I think it's Cavill. But either way, Cavill. Yeah. Um, you know, we're talking about. It's been it's been quite a while since we've seen him as Superman in a movie. Uh, I, I think the last appearance we had with him was was Justice League, if I'm not mistaken, and that's been five or so years. Uh, you're talking about it's been almost 10 years since his original um, Man of Steel movie came out. And, and they were talking about making a, the sequel to it finally after after almost a decade. And then, you know, now they're they're wanting to go in a different route with a, you know, per, I would assume a, a younger actor in the role. And it, I mean, if, if they're going to build a universe, they don't want to, you know, kind of make the same mistakes where, you know, you're you're. What, with what X-Men did, um, you know, they, they had the movies in the 2000s that had Patrick Stewart as, as uh, you know, as, as Professor X. And then, you know, when they did some movies in the past decade or so, and they wanted to go get an actor to play a younger uh, Professor X, they, they got James McAvoy. So it, it's kind of, you know, these, these things happen in, in cycles, Drew, and I don't know if, if, uh, you know, I, I I don't think this is necessarily 
the worst decision made, but I know why there's a lot of, you know, upset and, and anger about it. Yeah, there's a there's a lot that I still haven't caught up on from it, but um, I do like, you know, well, there's another picture I'm coming across here. Hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Yeah. He's got all his, uh, I guess, the ones that, you know, people he brought in to play the characters, which I've actually, I had beef years ago, back when the first Green Lantern came out and the dude was white. Because I'd always known the Green Lantern to be black. Yeah, that was, I think that was in the original, uh, when, when they did Reynolds the Justice League. Yeah, when they did the Justice League uh, animated show, was uh, like, Green Lantern was black, right? Yeah, like back yeah. in the day, he was always an, he was always a black dude. Yeah. So when he popped up white, I was like, "What are we doing here?" I, I think there's been multiple different comics over the years, and so it's it's nice that we can have different iterations at least. Yeah, and in fairness, there are tons of lanterns that are, I mean, different, green, but like yeah. the Green Lantern was mm-hmm. a black guy like that. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, Henry Cavill just losing his his monumental roles here, and I don't know what's next for him, but I hope. By God, it's House of the Dragon, and that is what's on Drew's mind. Well, that's that's good stuff, Drew. I mean, I, I think Henry Cavill will be okay, uh, oh, whatever it ends up being. I, I, I imagine he, he might be able to get that uh, House of the Dragon spot now if, yeah. if all these other things are, are uh, kind of clearing up his schedule to allow him to do so. It sounds Yeah, like they it. start filming in a few months, so, I mean, he's going to be Aegon the Conqueror. If, so. if, he, if he's Let's available, go! there you go, there you go. All right, Drew. Well, we're going to talk now. We kind of alluded to it earlier on a big time matchup that is not as big now because of the injury to Steph Curry, but 76ers are hosting the Warriors tomorrow. And, you know, we talk about how much James Harden has, has kind of really, you know, helped the 76ers team once he returned from injury that he and, and Joel Embiid lighten it up. Harden a full time point guard once again and you know making things work out there in philly um james harden the other day bj passed charles barkley on the all-time scoring list wow yesterday on wednesday he's now 27th on the all-time list uh, under a thousand behind alan iverson that's insane that james harden is that high up on the list and climbing right now yeah kind of wild to think about and uh as we talk about the Philly duo here, this Philly duo is about to get Tyrese Maxey back here pretty soon. I uh, don't have an exact timetable on his return, but uh, he started doing some some work recently and some hardened stats for you. Games with 15-plus points and 15-plus assists this season. The entire NBA has five, and Harden has three. Wow. That's insane. It's just, it's- just remarkable what he's been able to do, especially coming back from that from that injury that he was out for a while, we were talking about like, you know, when could we expect him back and when could we expect him to be kind of like back to being him? Mm-hmm. You know, when he came back from injury, he wasn't too far off and, and, and was able to kind of pick up right where he left off and, and has been phenomenal in, in this Sixers run where we've, we've seen them really just kind of take off. You look at, you know, for them, they, uh, they've won three in a row, six and four in their last 10 uh, holding on to that five spot right now just about a game behind Brooklyn. But, you know, that Atlantic division has been just wild. I mean, it's a possibility that all five of those teams could be playoff teams uh, at the end of the season. And not to leave out Joel Embiid, but Embiid, here's some numbers. There's something quick for him. 50-point games in the NBA this season. The entire NBA, there's six of them. Who's got two? Joel Embiid. Yeah, he's been just – he's been absurd. I I think just – what he was able to do last year and just coming inches close to getting that elusive MVP. I think that kind of was the motivating factor to kind of get him to that next level. And, and, uh, you know, hopefully avoiding injury, maybe we'll see a new MVP this year. I got to like Joel Embiid's chances at this point. I know it's, it's a tough race. It's, it's tight. I mean, there's a lot of deserving candidates at this point, but Joel Embiid is up there still in my book. Yes, indeed, and he flirted with a quadruple double not too long ago as well, within the last week. Don't have that exact stat line, but that's crazy enough itself. We haven't seen a quadruple double since the Admiral back in the late 90s. Um, 
had some uh and just to pop this in really uh well I'll, I'll do that in just a second but um bj uh the 76ers as they're getting it together here and this duo is playing like it is Embiid staying within MVP conversations a healthy Harden really helping things out and navigating for the Sixers they're about to get their spark plug back the guy that is yeah. in condition for the most improved player of the year was the front runner before his injury and if he can come back and just have an easy path into things which with Harden and Embiid playing as well as they are it shouldn't they shouldn't need too much from Maxi coming back and he can uh, ease his way in. 76ers could finally get on a roll and figure things out. You know, as long as they can finally, they can get some consistent help from Tobias Harris and company. Um, you know, Sixers are looking good right now, and this is a this is a good time to be looking good. I mean, I know it's not playoffs around the corner, but you know, you find your identity uh, the earlier, the better. Frankly, absolutely. And I mean, you know, we're talking about you know here at the end of the the calendar year, and and still so much time to to be going, but you got to like Philly's chances of, you know, if they, when they get Maxi back, they're already kind of, you know, messing around and, and heating up as, as we speak. And, and just adding another piece back in, in Maxi is, is another key contributor that, that Philly has been, you know, kind of, you know, riding the wave without for a, a bit here and, and getting him back is going to, I think be, what propels them up into that top four conversation, if not in, higher in, in playoff. I think that they, if they can continue this level of play, it's, it's going to be tough to stop them night in and night out. And I just mentioned uh, Harden passing Barkley on the uh, NBA all-time scoring list. Next one to pass Barkley is going to be Russell Westbrook. He's not far behind. It might take a game or two. Um, and they had a stat up the other day during the Lakers and uh, Celtics game about uh, combined scoring duos in NBA history and the potential best ones in the league. Um, mm. It's got uh, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011 with 52.2 points per game. Durant and Curry in 2019 with 53.3. Bird and McHale in 87 with 54.2. Shaq and Kobe in 2001. For some reason that says 2011. It shouldn't. 2001 yeah. with 57.2. And this season, Brown and Tatum with 57 point five somebody quoted somebody quoted it the other day and said james harden and russell westbrook combined for 61 and a half points per game in 2019 2020 so this stat needs fixing yeah that 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 is true and it's still crazy to kind of think about what they were doing then and how fast they were playing and that only was like one one quick year blip and then you know russ was out and things blew up in houston yeah, when you think about it, these are going to be, um, without a doubt, I think they'll be right around the top 20, if not, you know, firmly inside the top 20, 25 uh, on the all-time scoring list before they retire, if, if not even higher. And and the fact that we only, you know, have one season with them together in, in Houston and, and only, you know, a little handful of time when they were together in Oklahoma City, it's it's just kind of remarkable to, to think about uh, what kind of consistent – scores and, and how much distributing there was with with both those guys on that team yeah it's pretty crazy but that's that's the last bit of that for me um brand brown and tatum they are very much a dynamic duo though yeah big, they sure big are time, big time players. there's a reason why boston's number one in the east right now Drew. Mm-hmm. and boy did donovan mitchell give it to the mavs last night Oof, i'll cry about that another time i saw it in person it hurt uh, man Ugh. Yeah, that was that was rough. That one was rough, but it didn't detract us from wearing our Mavs gear. We're still Mavs fans through and through, regardless That's of right. results on we the court. Lead blue, and now NFL baby for with it or quit it. That is right. Thank you, Drew. I am the master of ceremonies for this edition, Drew. Oh. Drew, you've got uh, the next two holiday edition themed mm. uh, for us here on the show. But yeah. since it's my last turn of the calendar year, I had to get some uh, had to get some Christmas stuff into the mix. I won't tell you there any you more go. than that. But you're new to the show. Five questions, and I'm going to see if Drew is with it or if he's going to quit it. Before the show even started, we got one for one start with the with it. Uh, earlier today so that doesn't count towards the uh official tally but that is it correct. was worth noting so Drew, are you ready i'm ready 
All right, let's do it. So I'm going to start off, unfortunately, with a sad note. Uh, obviously, on Monday, Drew, Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach oh, passed yeah. away um, at the age Leach. of 61. He was he was a legendary uh, quotes, man. Absolutely. He was phenomenal. Uh, you should just, hear him talk about weddings. Yeah, weddings, uh, Bigfoot. Uh, just talking about uh, every Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, Thanksgiving. Okay. Ha- hating candy corn. Sometimes oh, a pirate gets a that. soldier. Oh, I know. I could That's too. Something I can subscribe to. And, and then, of course, one that that always makes me laugh, even though it shouldn't, is is he said, you know, one of the problems is that our our players are are listening to their fat little girlfriends too much instead of the the lessons we're trying to instill. In <laughs> so anyway, um. There's been a little bit of, of controversy now with after Mike Leach's passing. He does not come quite uh, – he's just shy of the qualifications. Uh, he's he's like just shy of, of a, six, a 600 winning percentage Yeah, for the, for the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, and so there, there's a little bit of controversy that he might miss out because of that. But the first one is regardless, Drew, uh, if, if he's short or not. Mike Leach deserves to be put in the Hall of Fame as soon as possible after his untimely death. With it, or are you going to quit it? I don't. I don't know. Well, I if, think, we're, I if think we're going he, based on the history of how people do it, when when people die, they get extra tributes that they probably may not have gotten when they were there, just because people would stick to the rules while they were there. But like, well, Leach, you're under 600. We can't put you in here. Whereas now it's kind of a feel good. Like, well, I mean, he's. He's five eighty two, and he yeah, just five ninety six. Yeah, okay, even yeah, even crazier. Yeah. Five ninety six, like he would, he's right there. He needed you would round him wins. up. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with it because he's that close. If it was like yeah. five eighty, then it's like eh, that's like a season he's got to get. It, 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 yeah, I was just say he would have if they had won their bowl game and started next year two zero. He'd be right there at sixty, and, and it wouldn't I'm, have been an issue. But obviously, I'm, with untiming untimely death. Yeah, and I'm staying on brand because that's, I mean, that's just how people do it. I mean, people get statues and, yeah. you know, jerseys retired and everything after people, you know, pass. So, I mean, that's yeah. just that's just how it's done. So, I'm with it. Let's just stay on brand. Absolutely. Mississippi State's wearing a cool pirate-themed helmet in honor of Leach. And, and, and Texas Tech even has a, a pirate uh, patch on their helmet for their bowl game. Was Leach so, there when Patty Mahomes was there? No. Uh, yeah. Leach was Leach was fired for, for some uh, controversies. After the 09 season, which kind of was, uh, I mean, there's, there's been, we could spend an eternity talking about what led to the end of his time at, at, uh, at Texas Tech, but he was, that was Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury was coach when, uh, oh, yeah, was there. Okay, okay. but, but remember the year that Texas was number one and they went to Lubbock and they, the Texas Tech won because they threw Stop that it. last second touchdown Stop pass. Stop it to Crabtree. That, yeah. Yeah. Stop Crabtree. That was, Leech, that. that was one of Leach's teams. Yeah. So. Um, so, I mainly remember Leach from his days at Washington State mm-hmm. uh, with yeah. the Cougars and uh, the Minshew era. Minshew, yeah. Oh yeah, that, 2018 those were, where he put those the, were the mustache fun. on. Oh yeah, those were those were yeah. fun days watching those games because I, I like Absolutely. I like college Gardner Minshew because like I know nothing about you know Washington State or whatever. But then I was like, who's this guy Mike Leach? Okay, he's hilarious. But like, okay, their football team's undefeated this season. What? Okay, I'm gonna yeah. watch this one game and then it's crazy. And I'm like, all right, all right, who's this yeah. Minshew guy? Who's this Leach guy? I'm into it. it but, it's uh, it was it was so much yeah. fun to watch. I mean, you talk about how how revolutionary the the spread is now in, in college football. Yeah. And that's all because of, of Leach and the air raid that, that they developed back in the 90s, going back to before he was even at Texas Tech or Oklahoma. You got to go back to Iowa Wesleyan was like where, where he and, and Hal Mum got their starts and, and kind of perfected the air raid uh, going forward. It, it's just remarkable to think about. And, you know, I, I really think that you can't talk about college football here in this in this you know 21st century without talking about Mike Leach and his impact on the game. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I think, I think they should do that rounding up stuff. Go ahead and do I, it. I think so yeah. too. I think so too. I don't think they, they will have any issues with it. I mean, there's, it's never about like keeping people out. I think it was just kind of so that you don't have like, you know, coaches that finish like two and 10 every year getting in or something like that. But, yeah. All right. Let's move on to something else. Drew number two. This is a little bit of a happier note. I'm going to ask you, Drew, you, you know those animated holiday specials that you watch every year or that some people watch every year? 
the Rudolphs, the Frosties. Mm-hmm. Well, Drew, for number two, the Charlie Brown Christmas one is the best of those animated <clears throat> Christmas specials. <clears throat> You're going to quit it? Quit it wow. already. Already. Mickey's Which one do you on a Christmas. Oh, I just watched that last night. That's so literally good. one of my favorite Christmas movies. So it's, it's such it's a good always one. and yeah, yeah. They're they're solid. They're solid. You watched it last solid. night for real? I, I really did. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I just turned I turned something on because I just Man. wanted to you know sit down and kind of just vegetate, and and that was what I turned on. Yeah, I'm gonna have to turn so. that on now because I've got my mom's Peacock and uh, Paramount. Uh, I think well, Disney probably for well, Mickey. Some of those are spread out. I'm gonna have to see the big list of like where they are. So okay. I, I watched on Disney. So oh, you watched on Disney? Well, talk mm-hmm. on it. <laughs> well, anyway, all right, Drew, number three. I don't want to sound like an overreactionary, but you saw your Dallas Cowboys on Sunday against the Houston Texans. Oh, that was that was not ideal. And and it's got me worried, Drew, that uh, that's going to be another first round exit in the playoffs after the uh, the game they struggled with the Texans. Are you with it, or are you going to quit it that it's going to be another disappointing postseason for the Cowboys? Did this show us kind of something that you know the same old Cowboys, or was this just an Cowboys or the field? Are you serious? I said, no, no, no. I said a first-round exit for the Cowboys. Basically, like, are the Cowboys going to be a Super Bowl-bound team? Or like... I didn't know. I, I mean, okay, are okay. they? I'm, I'm saying, are they going to even get to first a first-round exit? Like, yeah, are they even going to be able to win a playoff game? I don't think they're going to win a playoff game. So you're going to quit? I don't think. Then. I don't think they're going to go any further. Yeah, I'm going to quit it. I think they could win a playoff game. Okay. Right now, they're slated to uh, go to Tampa Bay and get a rematch with the Brady and the Buccaneers. That's a that's an interesting matchup. I think that, you know, we, we got in week one and I think Dallas fully healthy is the better team, but obviously, you know, it's Brady and one of the best to ever do it. So, all right, Drew, number four, the world cup final is this Sunday and the matchup is set. Question is Drew, will France emerge victorious on Sunday over Argentina to win their second straight world cup? That's the question for with it or quit it, that they will. Or are you going to take Messi and Argentina to get it done? Mbappe. <laughs> Mbappe. You're going to quit it then, it sounds like. I'm quitting it. Mbappe, back to back. Back to back, man. Back, back to back, back that for France. So, you know, you'd be with it then. Wait, yes, I'm with it. Okay. Yes. All right. Oh, good. Yeah. Back to back France. Yeah. Back to back. back to back for France. All right. I like the pick. I like the pick. Last but not least, Drew, number five. I asked you about a Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, this did. might be the most controversial one I've ever given you. Oh, Jesus. For number five, the movie Die Hard is a Christmas movie. With it or quit it? I think we've done this before. No. <laughs> I don't think we've done it before. Maybe uh, we did maybe it last did. year. I swear. Maybe, I swear. I maybe, swear. I've gotten this one before for me. I, I don't remember asking you last year, but maybe I have. But the answer doesn't change over the the course of a year. That's correct. It does not <laughs> okay. change. All right. Well, I guess that is it for with it or quit it. A couple of a uh, couple quidits there. We didn't get all five, but we nope. had a, had a couple. It's a rarity. Of, yeah. Out of the near one hundred. Well, I think we've gotten 100. No, near 100 episodes we've done. We've only had two where we have gotten all five with it. One mm-hmm. apiece. So yeah. probably won't see that for a while. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, the, the Unless I calculate it precisely to where <laughs> BJ just can't help but say with it on all. <laughs> I could do that. I could. I could. You could if, if you're mischievous enough and, and yeah. want to. <laughs> Reminder, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go to T Public and buy that merch up. It's a little bit too late to get it for Christmas. You just Ooh, missed the bus on that, it. but you can get your merch to start off the new year. BJ's throwing it back today. I with am. The season one logo. BJ, do we need to put that back on the store? I don't know what we need to do. Uh, throw some 
Throw no, some throw. I, I, or... I like these better. I just want. I just want to go a little bit throwback. To maybe that. maybe we'll have a throwback day and just put it out temporarily if anybody yeah. wants to get some throwback stuff. Get a, get we'll a throwback see. sale, but, perhaps maybe. Right, right. You know, we've we've got them still. We just we just put it back because you know we got the new what the, the new the new, the new merch new, out there. Yeah, that's right. So make sure I go out there and cop the merch while it's there. You know, BJ got stickers right there. I mean, got plenty of different options here. It's hot now, so, or it's cold, so time to get you a coffee mug, get you some warm coffee, or use it for some hot cocoa. Either way, it doesn't Ooh, matter. It sounds good it's right now. Good Drew. right there. And uh, BJ Fanatics, you know they got sales going on. Probably something a big sale site-wide or some free shipping. Uh, clearance sale right now drew up to seventy percent off. If you yep, order today, you can get it before Christmas for free. Really, you got to use code six nine ship on orders oh, yeah. over sixty nine dollars. You better get, get it in. Off. Yeah, you can get better. that. You say by Christmas? That's that's it'll less be than by ten Christmas. days. I, I know. I, I'm. I'm still. I'm still waiting. I'm hoping. I I, I used our link to uh, order some merch for Let's Christmas. Go. I'm kind of hoping, but I hadn't heard anything. I'm hoping it's just kind of like on back order and, and it'll get shipped here in the next couple of days. But if it yeah. does, I expect it will be here as Christmas presents. So let's go. Yeah, That's what I'm talking about. These, get you one yeah. of these. Yeah. Get you some stickers. Get you some merch from Fanatics, T Public. Yeah. Yep. All covered. Go get it hot right now. Make sure you stay warm because it's about to get really cold around here yeah. starting either tomorrow or the next day. It's about to be pretty cold for a while, and the nights are going to be even colder. So you might yeah. want to bundle up, get you get you some gear, some crew necks, some hoodies from the Lowdown. Get you a Lowdown low uh, low uh, sweatshirt for a white Christmas, potentially, Drew. There you go. There you go. That's going to be the end of this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you're following us on socials, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll pick up our activity. We're a little bit more free than we were during our football season era as we make it our transition out here, out of playoffs and everything like that. So we'll get some content back out here for you. I remind you of all the fun we've had over the course of 2022. Maybe maybe a nice little 2022 montage of sorts, even maybe, if, maybe. If, if we've got the time. So be on the lookout and uh, stay tuned for the next episode of The Lowdown. Peace.